Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, welcome to Always Hungry from iHeartRadio. My name is Bobby Flay, and I'm here with my daughter and co-host. I'm Sophie Flay. And on Always Hungry, Sophie and I gather around my stove to cook together. Well, you cook, I ask the questions and eat the food. If there's any food left, we come to the table together to share a meal, connect as a family, and tell the stories that matter to us. All right, so, so Sophie, we're talking about a very important ingredient. One of the most important ingredients worldwide, rice. You know, rice is one of those things, you know, don't take it for granted. It's so incredibly important. You know, over half the world considers it like their staple food. It's almost, you almost feel like every single culture has a rice culture when it comes to cuisine. And, um, you know, there's different, uh, different sizes and shapes, and they're used for different things, and they, and they are cooked in different ways, you know, whether they're long grain or medium grain or short grain rices. You know, the, the first kinds of rice that I think about are... Well, there's long grain rice, so you cook like a pilaf, so to speak. Basically, you know, rice, then you 
you can add some onions or garlic or some aromatics to it or not, and then you add some sort of liquid. It could be some sort of broth or it could just be water, um, some kind of stock, and then you, you, know, you, you bring it to a boil, you cover it, and you turn it down to a simmer, and you, you basically make fluffy rice. And then you know, I think about you know, the shorter grain rice. Is rice, is, is rice is plural? Or is it rice plural? Rice is plural. Rice is plural. Yeah. Okay. So I won't be saying rice is <laughs> <Okay>. any longer. <laughs> Thank you for my uh, grammar lesson, Sophie. Um, appreciate that. What's the difference between brown rice and white rice? Color. That's it? No, I mean, no. But I mean, you know, look, I mean, rice is basically the, it's, it's a seed of, of like a species of grass. Did <laughs> okay. you know that? Yeah. Okay. So... And I guess people think of brown rice as just a, like a healthier version of white rice. I don't really know that to be true. I, yeah. It just seems that way because it's got that nuttier flavor to it. Mm. But so when I think of different rice, I mean, I think of brown rice too, but I eat less brown rice than I eat white rice. But so then, you know, there's the long grain rice that we just talked about, which is like that sort of classic pilaf. You make that fluffy rice, you serve it with every dish you can imagine. And, you know, one of the great things about rice in general is it can be flavored by so many, basically anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get to that in a little, little, bit, um, a little bit later. But, you know, it, like I, as I was saying, like rice is, is probably, you know, one of the most important food crops, period, in the world globally. From a nutritional standpoint, mm-hmm. um, you know, from caloric intake, you know, it, it a, a little bit goes a long way. It's, it's something that... You know, a lot of it has a lot of, of sort of peasant origins because it it can feed a lot of people for for right. very little money. Right. Um, and then you can be incredibly creative with it, and of course, make it taste however you want it make it taste. So you know, then there's like things like uh, arborio rice, which is you know a shorter grain rice that basically has a creamy texture. It's it's cooked differently traditionally than than a rice pilaf. Um, you're basically adding hot liquid, again, it could be water or some broth or some stock, et cetera, you know, in any iteration. It could be vegetable broth or it could be shrimp stock or it could be chicken stock, or, you know. And you basically, you're adding, as you're stirring the, the arborio rice, you're adding the, the broth until it absorbs it. And basically what happens is it just, it absorbs its volume by like three times. Mm-hmm. So it gets really plump. Um, it basically just kind of drinks all that all that broth as you're adding it until it softens. Does and it takes a while. You know, it takes somewhere between, you know, 25 and 40 minutes depending on all your variables. Jesus. Yeah. So um one of the things that I get made made fun of a lot on Beat Bobby Flay is how often I make crispy rice. Really? Yeah, because it's like one of my go-to winning moves. Yeah, because it's so good. Well, that's why I make it. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that people miss sometimes when they're doing Beat Bobby Flay is that you have to think about how the judges are going to taste it. You know, they're going to take a bite or two and they're going to have a first impression immediately. So having contrast and texture in a dish is just as important as what it tastes like mm. and what it looks like. You know, and a lot of people come there and they have all these bells and whistles on the dish, but they don't mean anything. It's like the judges would rather have like something crispy or crunchy than some white truffles. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's that's the that's it's all about making decisions. Yeah. So 
I mean, one of the things that people don't realize is like we have 150 people on that are on, on that show, between staff, audience, and contestants, and all that, and everybody's rooting against me. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Yeah. All the people that work for my production company. Yeah. Everybody, and so like you can hear like when I break out the cast iron pan to make crispy rice, like there's a collective like ugh. In the control room, yeah, because they know that I'm gonna that that's gonna that that doesn't guarantee a win, but it's your secret weapon. But it's one of my one of my secret weapons. So we're gonna anyway. It's also one of my secret weapons at home because it's so good. Yeah, and so like when I make things like curries and things like that, I want to make rice with it. Sometimes I just like do like a fluffy rice, but some like having that those little crispy bits along with the fluffiness of the rice is really so key. good. Yeah. So we're going to make crispy coconut and scallion rice, but it all has, also has cilantro in it, some lime zest, very fragrant, crispy, crunchy. And you start with rice that's already cooked. So this rice I made with coconut milk. Sometimes I just make it with co like unsweetened coconut milk. Sometimes I use coconut milk and water. Like a lot of times on beet, that's what I'll do. So it's not, it's not too overly fatty, mm. you know? Um, and then what I do is I quickly, you know, because there's a 45-minute time limit on beet, I cook the rice and I spread it on a sheet pan and then I put it in the, in the freezer to stop it from cooking. Oh. And then I, you know, towards the end of, you know, before, before I'm going to plate, like maybe 10 minutes before the time is up, I get a cast iron pan in, in the, on the stove, get it high heat, put some canola oil in there, and then I start crisping the rice. Cool. Okay. Making rice is hard. Yes, it is. Because it, it's a balance. It is a balance. And, you know, my rice doesn't always come out perfectly. I mean, again, like, when I'm cooking, like, classic long grain rice, you know, I basically, to, to me, what, what ha you know, this is one of those things where it's like, there's little things that, that make a difference in your final product. So, like, my basic rice recipe would be, like, let's say it's a cup of rice. So I take a cup of uncooked rice long grain rice and I usually I usually put some aromatics because so I put aromatics in everything so like onions garlic let's just say onions let's just say onions and garlic saute it put the rice over it let it get a little bit um, uh, wet from the from the oil that you're cooking in the aromatics in and then so for each cup of rice I put in about one between one and three quarters and one and seven eighths of liquid so again, it could be chicken stock, it could be shrimp stock, depending on what I'm cooking, or it could be water. So it's just less than two to one. What are you putting it in? A pot. Oh, in a pot, okay. Yeah, like a sauce pot. So, so basically, a lot of recipes will see, you'll see two to one. Mm -hmm. I like a little bit less liquid because I don't want my rice to be overcooked. Mm. Then you bring it to a boil and then you cover it and you turn it down to a very low simmer. And somewhere around 15 minutes, take it off the heat, leave it covered for about five minutes, and then you take a fork and you fluff it. Mm. And what I do is I usually take it out of the pan and lay it on a sheet pan so it's one even layer so that the bottom of the rice isn't cooking more than the top of the rice. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's still hot. Yeah. That's, that's sort of a very basic rice recipe. Well, then what do, you, what do you do with the sheet pan? Do you put it in the... Refrigerator, or you just leave it out. Depends. If I'm going to eat it, sort of in, momentarily, I just leave it out. If it's if I'm going to make crispy rice, or I'm going to eat it, 
later, mm-hmm. I cover it and put it in the refrigerator. I tried to make rice in the oven once. What do you mean? I put it in the oven. You can do that. It didn't come out right. Why'd you do that? <laughs> to throw it out. I don't know. I read it online. <laughs> a lot of people... Well, now, and like rice makers are so popular. So many people have those in their homes. But I, in a, in a pinch, I go to Trader Joe's and I buy the frozen rice and I put it in my microwave for three minutes and it's... It's perfect. <laughs> oh, God, Sophie. I told you, you are not going to like how I made rice. I, I, I just, I, listen, one of the things that I love is that you're cooking more on your own because you're interested in doing it. This is not, this is kind of a newish thing. Correct. Because when you were a kid, you had no interest. Mm-hmm. You were just like, just feed me. Mm-hmm. So now that you're an adult on your own, living your own life, you're actually trying a lot of things at home, but like, you could easily just text me and ask me a question, and, would, and literally, will, it, like, I, it might not be a perfect answer for you, but it's going to take eighty percent of the aggravation out of your life. <laughs> I know. So why don't you do that? I know I should, but also it's like I don't know. I don't think that I would tell you to go to Trader Joe's and buy frozen rice. That's probably not what I would tell it's, you to do. Uh, it's pretty good. You'd be surprised. You know what else I like in terms, like, when talking about rice dishes? I love mango and sticky rice. Delicious. The best. I hadn't. I never had it until I went. Actually, went to Thailand, and it was. I ate it every day. Yeah. So good. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step, and you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the things that we haven't talked about yet is uh, I'm a rice pudding fan. You are? Oh, my God. I'm not. It's probably, it's probably because I know a lot of people don't like rice pudding. Yeah. I do like rice pudding, mm. but there's... It's, that's a texture thing for me. Okay. I mean, it's creamy. Yeah, but I just don't like the little you rice. You don't like the rice running through the, cre- <laughs> yeah. the creaminess? Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, when I was in grammar school... Your grandmother, my mom, Dame Dorothy, would take would pick me up from school, and we'd go to these Greek diners after after school. And you know, she would basically feed me lunch. And they, the Greek diners, had the best rice pudding. Huh. And she used to like, she used to try to get like like my mom was like this, you know, my mom was like a hot mom, you know, she was like very pretty and you know very fun. And all the guys in the diners were always in love with my mom. <laughs> So she would try to coax the rice pudding recipe out of it. 
and she tried to make it a few times at home, and it was god awful. <laughs> and I'd be like, "Mom, what happened?" She's like, "I don't think they're giving me the right recipe. <laughs> they're keeping it from me." So, so like I've ha- so I've I've kind of like secretly every once in a while gone in a quest to make really good rice pudding, like the Greek diners made in New York City. Yeah. And it's so good, and it has cinnamon on it, which is one of the things that I love. Of right. course, I don't like raisins in my rice pudding, but yeah. I like I like I like I'm, I'm a rice pudding fan for mm. sure. Okay, um, but it has to be good. And then, um, you know, and then like when you think about like the most famous rice dishes in the world, obviously paella comes into come to, comes into mind. And you know, paella is one of the, you know it's it it originated in Valencia in Spain. And do you know what the classic Valencian Paella is no, probably the original one. It's um, it's actually rabbit and snails and, and sometimes chicken. What? Yes, that's the classic Valencian paella. But you know, the, I, I would say the most popular one now is, you know, you would see is like obviously the the rice first of all is cooked with saffron, and sometimes it's like chorizo running through the rice, and then there's like different kinds of shellfish. You know, it could be lobster or shrimp, you know, clams, mussels, you know, whatever you have available. And then chicken in there as well. And then a lot of times what they do is they make an, a lemon alioli or aioli. Alioli is the Spanish version, mm. same thing. Basically, it's like a garlicky saffron mayonnaise, lemon. And then they, when they mix the paella up, they kind of lacquer it with this alioli at the end and it just kind of yeah it's so good it gives it a nice richness obviously it gives it that, that burst of lemon flavor as well but the key to it is what we were saying before is the bottom of the of the paella pan is the socarat or the crust mm. and that's what gives it an amazing texture and of course you can make you know paellas in all kinds of you know different flavors especially I love your pa- paellas there's a few different a few different rice that you can use for for paella. Calaspara is one. Bamba is one. They're very similar to arborio rice. They're kind of short and plump, and again, they they really absorb a ton of liquid. So they you know they basically if you start with if you start with a cup of calaspara or bamba rice, you're getting like three or four cups. Mm. I mean, it really expands, and it basically just drinks up that liquid, and that's what what, what makes it so flavorful. And taste the coconut in this rice. Yeah. Don't forget the coconut, you know, has like some inherent sweetness in it, sugar in it. So you have to be careful not to burn it. So what I do is, so now the rice is in the canola oil. You can hear it crisping. And I take the back of a metal spatula, not a, not a rubber one, a metal one, and I push it down so it's even. And so that this, so that all the surface of the pan and the oil is hitting as much of the rice evenly as possible. And that's going to create crustiness. And this is this is one of the things like you'll see like crusty or crispy rice dishes in lots of different cultures. Like in paella, it's sokarat, which is the bottom of the crust. Mm. A lot of Persian rice dis- dishes have that crustiness as well. Mm-hmm. It's really you know I didn't create this, but I just love it. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to slice up some scallions. So coconut scallions. You, know, you can do things like you can put like ginger in here as well, which would be nice. But usually, I mean, I'm serving this as a foil for something that's very high in flavor, so some kind of curry of some sort, mm-hmm. like a red curry or a green curry, or even like an Indian yellow curry or something like that. And then I take the zest of the limes, 
and I put that in there as well. Okay. So you, you so you just kind of let it set. So you're basically frying the rice, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and and now I can really start to smell the coconut too. You know, because it's it's cooking, and like as I said, you know, there's some inherent sugar in there. So from the coconut milk, I'm like, it's uh, you know, it's going to help caramelize the, the rice a tiny bit. So would you just serve this in a, in, in the cast iron? You could serve it in a cast iron, um, but usually I get it out of the cast iron so it stops it from cooking. Mm. I put it, I just put it in a decorative bowl. <laughs> Great, you got a lot of those. Yeah. Um, and then of course you like you know we were talking about like the fluffier rices, the more classic fluffy rices that we see. Great to serve with like stews and you know curries and kind of brothy dishes. Could be vegetables, could be meats, could be fish, doesn't matter. I did, um, I did a story about this small business that, that started during the pandemic called Golden Rice. Did you see me post about that? Yeah, tell me about that. It's, it's a Persian dish, um, Tachin, Tachin? Yeah. I want to make sure I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but it's this mother-daughter that started this, this pop-up, and it almost looks like a cake. Like the way that they present the this cake, yeah. Yes, or the rice. With the way they present the rice, Cause yes. Because they're, they're basically doing what we did, which, which is they crisp it up in a pan, but they don't break it up. Right. They keep it as a, like a, like a, exactly. So it has the shape of the pan, yeah. but it's crispy on all sides. Mm -hmm. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Oh my God. And you can, you like, you have to, pe people are obsessed with it now. You have to, you have to order ahead of time. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you know what dirty rice is? Mm, I don't know. It's chicken livers. Okay. You see that in Louisiana a lot. I love it. Mm. It's, it's it make the like 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 a dirty martini is made with you know vodka or gin with with uh, olive juice. Yeah. So it gives it that sort of like that dirty kind of look and feel and flavor. So chicken livers, which I I have to say I'm a huge fan of chicken livers. Chicken livers and rice is so good. It's dirty rice. So good. You're not into that, are you? No, that's not really my thing. I like serving that with duck. I used to do, I used to serve that at Bar American. I love duck. Also, spicy tuna crispy rice is like. Oh yes. <laughs> I don't know. One of the most popular dishes ever. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's, oh my god, that's like. I also like. I am such a sucker for fried rice from like a Chinese restaurant with a little shrimp. <laughs> Oh my do you get God. ten ingredient fried rice? That's my go-to. What does that mean? Just every ingredient. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. shrimp, Just chicken, throw it all pork, in there. broccoli. You know, <laughs> ten ingredients. I'm like, oh, ten ingredients. Like, I'm, I'm such a sucker for like marketing on menus. <laughs> yeah. Like, if it says crispy, I'm ordering it. Yeah, right. Okay? Right. If it says ten ingredient fried rice, like, do you want ten ingredient fried rice <laughs> or do you want just pork fried rice? Yeah. I mean, uh, like, I feel like I'm oh. getting a bargain. Yeah. I'm getting nine free ingredients. There's a there's also at night market they do like a crab fried rice and that is so good oh my god at night market mm -hmm. that's right uh, that's near where yeah yeah down the street I like that yeah I haven't been there in a while oh my god let's go let's go after this their yeah, food is really rice. spicy I like that yeah I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. 
A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So then... You know, while the rice is cooking, I sprinkle some of the scallions on top, some of the lime zest. Wow. Very powerful. The smell is very powerful. Yeah, it's very fragrant. Salt and pepper? Yeah. <laughs> it smells good, right? Yeah, it smells great. So then you kind of like take a peek at what's happening with the rice. I don't think it's quite ready yet, no. Mm-hmm. But you know, cast iron is great. I mean, a nonstick pan works as well. But cast iron, you know, obviously holds the heat really nicely. You can see that you can start to see the edges are getting that sort of golden, golden crispiness. Yeah, this stuff is like so good. I love this, like with a shrimp curry or a fish curry or a mm. chicken curry. Even like a duck curry is good or a vegetable a curry. Duck curry, I've never had a tofu duck curry. curry. Looks good. It doesn't have to be like dark. It just has to be crispy because that's the key. See that You're yeah. right there. And also, you don't, yeah, see, that's perfect. Like, you don't want all of it to be crispy. You want a combination of fluffy and crispy. And it goes really fast. And then while you're doing that, we're going to kind of flip it over and then do the other other side. side. Just a little bit. And then the scallions and the lime get distributed into the coconut rice. You can also use coconut flakes on this, too, if you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you love coconut. Yeah. Do you like coconut? Yeah. You used to not like it. Yeah, no, I like it now. What happened? I don't know. You went to coconut school? (laughs) All right. That's good. Now I want to make curry. I know, right? That's one of the things about having, like, cans of Thai red curry and green curry in my cupboard all the time and some coconut milk. Yeah. You can make anything taste so good. You know, you have some proteins or even some vegetables. Right. And you combine the coconut milk and you toast the, the curry paste in a pan a little bit, add the coconut milk, some lime, some fresh herbs. It's, I mean, it's just such a deliciousness. And if you serve it with this crispy coconut oh, yeah. sky and rice. Mmm. I, I often find like a lot of people, especially in the United States, I, they, I, I think that there's a tendency to make risotto too thick and it should really be brothy. Do you make risotto often? I, um, often would be a stretch. Mm. <laughs> I'd probably make it more than most people make it because mm-hmm. I, I love cooking Italian food but I cook pasta more than I cook risotto yeah. but whenever I cook risotto I'm really happy I did it. Yeah. Sometimes I forget to make it. I know. It's so good. I, I, I think of risotto as like a really good platform for shellfish. Hmm. Like it's really good for shrimp with scallops with lobster with clams, with oysters, so good. So good. I mean, I, and, and then, but the key to those things is using the broths that 
you're cooking with. So if you just make, if you mm. just cook risotto, and let's just say it's like you know you're using water, it's gonna be bland. Mm-hmm. Even if you put shrimp in at the end, like the shrimp will taste like shrimp, but right. the rice won't taste like taste like shrimp. So you want to use the shrimp stock exactly. And I always tell people, when you go to your fishmonger, I know it's a pain, but it's worth it. Buy the shrimp with the shells on it. Take the shells off, devein the shrimp. Then you have a clean shrimp. Doesn't take that long. Then you make and like literally as I'm cleaning them, I'm making shrimp stock. So I take the shells, I take some water, I take maybe an onion, maybe a little white wine, a touch of like tomato paste, and then you know, 35, 40 minutes later, you you know, you simmer it. You have beautiful shrimp stock, and it brings so much flavor. And they gave you the shrimp shells for free. Use them. Right. So in terms of like like mutt like risottos, isn't risotto hard? Well, I was just going to say, people are intimidated by risotto. Yeah. So obviously, it makes sense if you're saying that to me, because the bottom line is, with risotto, for the most part, you can't leave the stove. I mean, you can for a second, but like the bottom line is that once you start cooking the risotto, you need to stay there and stir and add broth and stir and stir and stir until it's cooked. Mm -hmm. And you know, basically what you do is, you can start with some aromatics, you toast the rice in the pan with, with a little olive oil without creating color. Just kind of get, get the rice going. And then you, you start adding stock in the broth. It absorbs it. It gets thick. You add more. Mm. It absorbs it. It gets thick. You add more. So you, and you're constantly stirring. So you really have to watch it. And you're, you're beating up the starch so that the, the, so the starch comes out and, and it basically starts, it starts creating this creaminess mm. without adding cream, obviously, to it. But like, you know, I love making like mushroom risottos yeah, or- Yeah, like one of my favorite dishes of all time. A tomato saffron risotto, mm. delicious. I love making green risotto too. So we, you just have What's like- What's in that? It's basically, basically what you can do is it's almost like pesto-ish. Oh, So like Yum. you have a pesto that you can add at the very end. Um, so it has Parmesan cheese in it, could have some nuts in it, could have olive oil, garlic, and lots of fresh herbs. Or you can just do like lots of fresh herbs at the same time. Mm-hmm. I love making green pea risotto. Not into it. Why? Eh, I don't know. Oh, Christina loves green peas. So mm. anything green. I made a green pea soup the other day. She said it was the best thing she ever ate. Wow. It, it wasn't. <laughs> but nice. I mean, as long as she thinks so. <laughs> sure. Who Go cares? with it. Yeah. Don't ask questions. Exactly. I mean, think about it this way, Sophie. So, like, if you're cooking like a like a leg of lamb or something, or some kind of roast. Like when you serve red meat and you drink red wine, think about like having a red wine risotto go with those those roasts. That's okay. You see what as I'm like a side dish, not, not as a just, main course. Exactly, it's okay. part of it. So like asso buco, which is the classic Milanese Italian dish, which mm-hmm. is veal shank that's braised. It's usually served classically with risotto milanese, which is saffron risotto. Mm. So Yum. you so you have the saffron risotto underneath the veal shank. And then there's gremolata on top, which is like herbs and garlic, et cetera, olive oil. Yum. Orange zest, lemon zest, that kind of stuff. But that's a good dish too. That's a nice hearty dish. So risotto can be an appetizer. It can be a main course on its own, just like shellfish or lobster risotto, which would be great. Or it can be part of a bigger story, you know what I'm saying, where, it's, where it plays the, a sort of supporting role. I think you should make me some risotto. How about white truffle risotto? Okay. You like that situation? Yeah, let's what? Or how about, how about a cacio e pepe risotto? Oh, I mean, that sounds sick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, lots of pecorino cheese, black pepper. Delicious. I'm down. You down with that? Yep. All right, you got it. 
Always Hungry is created by Bobby Flay and Sophie Flay. Our executive producer is Christopher Hasiotis. Always Hungry is produced, edited, and mixed by Jonathan Haas-Dressler. Always Hungry is engineered by Sophie Flay. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.